Whatever happened to Les Dennis? How did that happen, though? Amanda Holden and Les Dennis? I don't know. It's the same as Mick Hucknall and uh, all of his misses, or uh, Chris Evans and Billy Piper. Don't come at me with mysteries of the universe, like black holes. And, yeah, you know, all that they're right before stuff. our eyes. Yeah. We live through them. It was known as the 90s. <laughs> they live among us. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the final countdown, a podcast looking back at great finals within the game of football. I'm Lewis here, my co-host Adam. Hello there. And I'm feeling good and I'm feeling healthy again. So we're going oh, to yeah. bring the energy to this episode rather than the dross that you, you listeners had to sit no, through I quite last. liked it when you were cocking up all your words and can think of stuff. That was yeah, great. exactly. It makes a big difference to my silky and normally very astute insights. You are quite smooth FM when you introduce this. 50, podcast. 50, 50. Oh, wait, no, that's my other job. Yeah, that wasn't Smooth FM, sorry. I forgot about the other one. But moving away from my CD past uh, and into the final days of the 1983-84 season, Ad, it's your report. What a season. I mean, in many ways, it was exactly the same as we'd seen. Sure. Uh, and in other ways, it was beginning, and I love this, beginning to set the narrative for the coming years. Yes. We are slap bang in the middle of Liverpool's dominance. We are. Um, but we are also kind of seeing a changing uh, of the guard with mm, Liverpool. Yeah, uh, it's a bit... What, this is basically me clinging on to the last vestiges of, like, yeah. happiness and joy before the childhood <laughs> that I grew up in. And we've got a few years yet, mate. This is this is kind of like Liverpool Mark Two in yeah. the sense of Grobelar, Rush, Dogleish, Mulby. Yes, Where'd Jan. That come from? Jan. Hansen, Lawrenson, all that team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Lawrence is actually a bit old school, so I've just dropped him in there, but he's actually, he didn't really... Coming kind to of, the end of his yeah, career. Yeah, he was, yeah. But this, he was very much still a, a part of this 83-84 team. So the 12th of May, 1984, um, saw Liverpool's third successive league title, um, which is the first time that it had been done. Uh, 15th overall. Which is nuts. That's great. That yeah. is history. Historic history. Historic history. I was listening back to last week, actually, and just kind of grasping hold of the enormity of uh, this it, it can't be team. overstated, really, no, can it? Because we talk about the dominance of Man City in this era, but that's still only really been five or six years. Even Barcelona of the 2010s, or the Spain internationally, you're looking at a period of about yeah, eight years. Yeah, class 92, like, you know, the, the, yeah. all those kind of, the ones that we know full well, this this... This is all over it. Yeah, it's really. pretty much double the length of yeah. any legacy that we've ever seen. Which is it is crazy uh, in that sense. It just went on and on and on, and they were unstoppable. And the team just kept recycling, and they kept winning. Yeah, um, and it didn't seemingly to a degree. It didn't matter who was in charge because you go from Shankly to Paisley to Fagan, well, King a, Kenny for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and there's a large. I mean, I, and you obviously have the boot room thing, but there was a kind of a large feeling in a lot of the articles that it was the same people in charge. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, there's a guy doing the press conferences, yeah, but exactly. ultimately the club was run the same way for 20 years. Yeah, in a Just, way. Yeah, the identity and and everything that came with it. So anyway, 12th of May 1984, Liverpool's third successive league title. They drew nil-nil with, at Knox County uh, and their last remaining rivals. There were a few. Uh, it wasn't um, 
It was a bit closer this year than mm-hmm. the season before. Um, but their last remaining rivals, Man United, Ron yeah. Atkinson's Man United. Starting to rise. Yep. Uh, held to a one-all draw at Tottenham and therefore Liverpool get what they need and get over the line. I thought it was interesting. Notts County, that's the last time they went down this year. It's the last right. time they were in the top division. Oh, interesting. And obviously, I, I don't know if you've watched it, but I've watched the Welcome to Wrexham. I've not seen it yet, no. Uh, the season two. And obviously yeah. Wrexham went head to head. to yeah. With Notts County. Yeah. It's just surreal, isn't it's, it? Like... What's that, 30, 40 years yeah, ago? Yeah, and it's sad to see them drop through so many divisions. Yeah. Given, like, that is a long period of time. It it's is, not yeah, like yeah, it was, it is, you yeah. know, a meteoric downfall. Can you have a meteoric downfall? You have a meteoric rise. Yeah, good point. I suppose once the meteor hits, it's pretty it's pretty bad. <laughs> Everyone's like, look at that meteor. Wow, look at it. Oh, it's coming towards us. It's hit us. Okay, that's it. <laughs> meteoric downfall. <laughs> Excuse me, is it a rise or a downfall? Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to know. Um, so, yeah, Notts County. I've I got a feeling Notts County are the oldest team. I thought that. It's them and or Sheffield United. It's I, one of those I, I'm two. I'm going to bet the money it's Notts County. I think it's Notts County. I'm, I'm going to say Fact Sheffield United. Check. <laughs> Sometime later. Just saved you on the sound effects. Yeah, thanks. Sometime later. 1862, Notts County. Amazing. Um, absolutely amazing. So they, they clearly are the oldest. So team. I assume they were playing other teams that now don't exist. Because well, that, that must be. Otherwise, um, it's a bit like they yeah. existed for 30 years without playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. Founded, <laughs> it's quite it, funny. Yeah. Founded on the 28th of November, 1862. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. So they, it? it predates the FA itself. Incredible. <laughs> so I before must. anyone was organising games, Notts County was basically just doing it themselves. <laughs> They didn't play Incredible. any games, they just had training until wow, 30 years that. later at Sheffield United. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, so Notts County um, couldn't stop Liverpool. Liverpool, um, obviously, we mentioned this a little bit, they were managed by Joe Fagan specifically, who was one of the boot room, uh, along with, we've talked about these, Ronnie Moran, Roy Evans, um, obviously Bob Paisley back in the day. Uh, was there any more than that? Paisley, that Shank- it was Shankly, Paisley, Fagan, Moran, Moran. Evans. Evans, Dalgleish obviously is player manager yeah, for yeah, a short yeah, yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, ends with Evans. So that's probably what five managers yeah. it goes through, which is quite a generation, really. Although, in between of that, is you had the, obviously random Graham Sunis. Oh, we, we forget about the Sunis. Yeah, which, which is weird because he was obviously. You would have thought, a, yeah. He was a part of this team. Yeah. He was captain of this team. So, uh, yeah, so Joe Fagan taking over. We covered uh, Bob Paisley's retirement last week, um, but it made no difference. Liverpool were as dominant as they had been. They wrapped up their third successive, as I said, and they had an unbelievably strong season. So anyone was kind of like, oh, Bob Paisley's gone. Yeah. Fagan ain't got it. I just, Fagan's the name of the guy in um, Oliver, isn't Can it? Can city yourself. <laughs> Um, I just went, that's so weird. I just went into a complete, what yeah. the hell? Yeah, no, F- Bill Fagan. Fagan. Oh, I can't remember. Bill but yeah, Fagan basically whispering in the ears of all the Liverpool players. Oi, oi, Kenny, come over here. Oh, you go, Some more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's Fagan, there we go. Didn't mean to frighten you. Brave boy, Oliver. Brave boy. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Liverpool had an extremely strong season. They also won the European Cup and the League Cup to do the some version of the treble. Right. I mean, they loved the League I Cup. I remember the European Cup. This is the year you might touch on it, but this is the Roma game. I do game. touch on it. Yeah, yeah so yeah, there's yeah. obviously the famous reason yeah. to remember that. But the League Cup was against who, did you say? Everton. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. So they lost one... Uh, Everton, I say they, because yeah. I'm an Everton fan. Everton lost 1-0 to Liverpool on a replay in the League Cup final. Is this... 
the really dour one, isn't there? Like it wasn't a, a, a great terrible, game. Yeah, yeah. It was a pretty poor game, which yeah. is why the Merseyside Derby Cup final a few years later wasn't particularly looked, looked forward, forward to. Looked forward to, right. Um, because, yeah, they tended to nullify. Though Everton became a very different team in these two years, which we'll cover a little yeah, bit. Yeah, sure. Um, they were, yeah, I'll cover it in a second. Howard Kendall was very close to the sack. Oh, really? Yeah, that could have been... A, I didn't realise that, yeah. yeah. There's loads of sliding doors moments. That's the term I was in, in these yeah, seasons, yeah. Doors. I don't know what it was called before that film came out. <laughs> did the film take the name of the... I don't know. The phrase it? or the phrase well, take the name of the yeah, film? Yeah, no, it's got to be because it's like she it's gets on a train, doesn't she, and the door slides. No, no I, understand, I understand the depth <laughs> of the time. Why did they call it that? Wow, I can't... No, I I've just never knew, heard the phrase sliding doors before that. Right. Back check. Some time later... Although the term originated from the 1998 film Sliding Doors, it does seem to have been um, written by J.B. Priestley in a 1932 play. But it basically was popularised and, and became part yeah, of the yeah, modern yeah. by the film Sliding Doors, 1998. Yeah, go on, Gwyneth. Wow. I wouldn't know the writer, but you know. Now, Helen's life is about to go down two different tracks. Gwyneth Paltrow and Gwyneth Paltrow in the story of a woman about to choose two lives two chances and a destiny that lies behind two sliding doors so anyway yeah back we go um liverpool overcame strong competition um from this is an interesting list of also rans southampton Southampton without keegan yeah yeah wow uh nottingham forest which may may or may not be a surprise obviously led by clough still and man united led by ron atkinson um to lift the championship trophy southampton finished second in the league to record Whoa. their highest ever final position came out of nowhere because we've not really spoken about no. Southampton other than the kevin keegan thing yeah. they haven't been like vying for no it's for just pre Letitia. yeah i mean you could argue that russell osman was in escape to victory therefore well you know a blessing <laughs> upon the whole house of southampton <laughs> from that film uh so they they qualify for the UEFA Cup. Amazing. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, a little run in Europe. Um, amazingly, Southampton, they claimed six points from their last two games, both away games, to go from fifth to second oh, uh, in the last good. two games. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was... Um, pretty tight at the top then. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, and obviously, United drawing was the reason that Liverpool won the league. Yeah, but sure. Southampton then pipped them, which was uh, interesting. So, yeah, like I said, a lot, lot more of a kind of, you know, loads of club. Yeah. I mean, kind of the season we need... In the Premier League, at yeah, the moment, exactly. Where it's a, a bunch of teams, just to make it a little bit more interesting than who will Man City crush? Yeah, which I guess is copy and uh, cut and paste. Like, okay, Man City to Liverpool because we're in the we're basically True, mirroring yeah, yeah, the yeah, times. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong, mate. You're not wrong. Um, so Liverpool's biggest rivals really across the season were Man United, as I mentioned, who had led the table at several stages throughout the oh, season. Really? Um, so kind of like uh, back and forth, Liverpool, mm-hmm. then United, Liverpool, then United, um, but they dropped points in several crucial games later in the season to finish fourth bombers. Um, yeah bombers. they were you know spurs of the day you know bit spursy. <laughs> we're hemorrhaging listeners at the moment well damn <laughs> yeah true <laughs> let's not pretend there's more than one of them <laughs> hey dan um so liverpool's ian rush uh we'd oh, mentioned rush, yeah. um transferring i think in 80 or 81 i think it was uh when we yeah, it. It was so this was his 82. first season that he shone yeah. in a big way 32 goals oh He's done it. We so spoke about it. I think I that's the first time over 30 has gone in this decade. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it must be because we've covered him yeah. in this decade and no one's got to 30. No. Yeah. Uh, so Keegan got 26 the year before. and um, Luther Blissett got 27, I think. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Rushy went over 30. 32. Um, which obviously it goes through a few years of, of 
people getting to that now. So Clive Allen got there, Gary Lineker got there, yeah. um, which we'll, we'll cover. So I don't know if there's something in that or more attacking football was beginning to come about. Or well, I wonder if it's tied in with the fact we spoke about last week where there's now three points for a win instead of two. Mm. So you wonder if people are trying to be more attacking in general, whether yeah. that just... I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of... It's worth might a, be a stretch, research. But yeah, it would be interesting. There we go. Um, QPR, newly promoted. Yeah. Uh, finished top of all the London clubs. Oh, that's yeah. good. Uh, with a fifth place final position, which saw manager Terry Venables. Ah, El Tell. Rest um, in peace. As a result, offered the job at Barcelona. Amazing. As a result of uh, we'll ne- going up, getting to the cup yeah. final, and then finishing fifth. We'll never see the like again of that happening. No, Absolutely no, no. incredible. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Like QPR manager yeah. was in the second division, or the, you know, the second yeah. rated division the year before Barcelona come knocking. Absolutely incredible. I think the closest we've come to that in our generation would have been Moyes. Yeah. Because yeah. it didn't fit, did it? Everton no. were a small club. Yeah, exactly. And he hadn't achieved anything. Well, he'd got you into Europe a couple of times, which obviously for Everton was a big achievement. But yeah. you didn't have any silverware. He'd never no, no. managed huge players. It was a bit or of a huge stretch, games. But yeah, Sir Alex seemed to have... Yeah. Was it just the Scotch-like... I think it was the Scotch. <laughs> it, must, it must just be like... he had a, something on him? He mu- <laughs> it was the Brian McClare. He knew. He knew. <laughs> he had photos. <laughs> I have the results of a DNA test in here. Jeremy Kyle's got the other copy. <laughs> Photo of baby Brian, two days old. Alex is in the background. Allegedly. For people that have no idea what we're on about, listen to our entire back catalogue. It comes through every three episodes. Uh, anyway, so Venables was off to Barcelona um, in the next season. Live football. This is interesting. So I have a bit of a dive into this. Mm. Live football, uh, football league on TV was uh, broadcast for the first time since 1960. Whoa. I had no idea. No. What What was the reason for the hiatus? Right. So ITV had agreed a deal back in 1960 um, to show 26 live matches. So yeah. it's amazing. They go from 26 matches to none yeah. for 30 odd, well, 20 odd years. Mm. Um, so in 1960, but they withdrew from the deal after first Arsenal and then Spurs refused permission to broadcast their matches. How did they even have the power to do that? How did the individual clubs be able to go? I mean, yeah, it's a very different. Yeah, they probably just locked the doors with a padlock, didn't they? And be like, you ain't bringing your cameras in, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Job I mean, done. Who knows? But yeah. yeah, I thought it was amazing. So they done a deal wow. to do 26 live matches, that fell apart. And then live football league. So obviously you, FA Cup games yeah, were sure. broadcast, World Cups, you know, mm-hmm. they were broadcast. Um, but in terms of a live football match, not highlights. Um, yeah, from 1960 through to 1983, wow. there wasn't any. That you think com- compare that with now? Yeah, it's just crazy. Well, the six point seven billion pound. Yeah, deal I was thinking about that. Used, yeah, yeah, which yeah. now means that every single football game in uh, in the Premier League will be broadcast, except for the three pm blackout. But every other game will be available to Nuts. watch now. Doesn't matter what time, yeah, as long yeah. as it isn't a three pm kickoff, you'll be able to watch it on either TNT or um, Sky. It's crazy. I mean, Everton Chelsea should have been broadcast rather than West Ham Palace, but yeah, whatever. Exactly. Well, no more, mate. No more. No more. I won't have that anymore. Um, but I, I went into then a little bit of a kind of like, wow, I didn't know this kind of live, yeah. you know, not live, but broadcast football. So in 1964, the BBC introduced a little program called Match of the Day. Ah, oh, great. Interestingly, it was originally shown on BBC Two and was largely intended to train BBC cameraman, cameramen for the forthcoming 1966 World Cup. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, That's amazing. great, yeah. Oh, it makes like, sense, I guess. Yeah, we, need, we need to get some people that are good with football. I'll just put them on this program. program yeah. And it's remained 50 years. And it must 50, still, 50 years still be one of the most watched things on the BBC. Yeah, has. it must be. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. So um, obviously that showed highlights um, at the time. But interestingly, when Match Day first came out, BBC Two was only available in London. <laughs> what? 
is mental. Just a different world. Wow. It really is. I didn't even know that was a thing. I yeah. knew, obviously, there used to be fewer channels. I remember the launch of Channel 5 being a massive deal. Spice Girls. But that's right. Yeah. And we know where Channel 5 ended up. Keith yeah. Chagwin being naked, broadcasting. But um, there we go. TV peaked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what well, I'm on about. I'm bemoaning the good old days. But, um, yeah, you could only get it in and London. In London. Wow. By the end of the season, it was available in the Midlands. Yeah. But when it first started broadcasting, it was a, it was a London Crazy. thing. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, obviously, World Cups, FA Cups were occasionally shown live. Live league football, as we said, didn't return until 83 when Spurs took on Forest at the sec- on the 2nd of October. That's a good, like, pub quiz. What was the first game broadcast yeah. after yeah. the blackout? That's good. Very interesting. Um, so, you mentioned earlier uh, Liverpool lifting the European Cup and it yes. being a famous game so they played uh, Roma um, in the European Cup final they beat them eventually um, 4-2 on penalties after a one all draw a very famous penalty shootout that's right um, they became just uh, quickly they became the first English team to win three major competitions in the same season so the first treble oh, wow. was, was this one yeah, yeah. the penalty shootout became famous because of goalkeeper Bruce Grobelar there he is who was quite new to the Liverpool team uh, and so this kind of you know when players like it's not necessarily about achievement, but they become part of folklore. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. it's I mean, obviously, you become an icon, don't you? Yeah. More than anything else. I mean, he did achieve in the sense that he did. I mean, he didn't actually save a penalty because they were both missed. But yeah, he well, it, he it, he was the reason they missed. Yeah. I don't think it is technique. It is literally yeah, maybe, maybe no one right, had ever yeah. seen yeah. what he did before. It's a folklore thing. So. Um, yeah, I, I looked this up, and Bruce Grobelar did a, a little bit of a kind of um, flashback to it, and it, he said that after the game. It was one all. They were facing penalties. Joe Fagan comes up to him and he says, look, son, you've had a great game. I and the coaches and the chairman and the directors, the captain and the team and the 10,000 Liverpool fans are not going to blame you now if you don't stop the ball from 12 yards. And then uh, <laughs> and then Joe Fagan turned and walked away and Bruce Grobelar remembers, but he turned it back and he said, "It was as I walked away, he said, feeling much better, he called after me and said, but make sure you try and put them off, Bruce. <laughs> No way. That's yeah. the bit that yeah. lodged in his head. Yeah. He? And he wow. said that was what was in my head as the, as the players started to come up. I had no idea about that. So really interestingly, on his walk to the goal line, Grobelar made his mind up what he was going to do. The spaghetti legs thing. If you haven't mm. seen it, look up on YouTube. It's before, what was your other Jersey keeper? Dudek. Did it, Dudek did it in did 2005. It. So yeah, Grobelar did it first. Uh, it did the trick. Bruno Conti and Francesco Graziana, who were two Italian World Cup winners. I know the name Bruno Conti. Um, yeah. They'd obviously been in, in the 82 World Cup where they'd gone through that ridiculous penalty shootout. Yeah. Yeah, Germany sure. um, they both missed blazed it over the bar um, Grobelar said about he said about Conti come out and he looked like he was afraid yeah. um, and then Graziano came up uh, for his kick and it, <laughs> he said it. Re- uh, Bruce said this he said when Graziano came up for his kick what really annoyed me was him putting his arm around the referee and chatting to him all the way to the penalty spot <laughs> you can't put your arm around the referee it's ungentlemanly contact I wasn't going to do the legs again until I saw him do that yes when Go he, on, Bruce. When he got to the spot, I went all wobbly. Uh, he's and he, cr- he started crossing his chest like the whole yeah, you know, yeah. uh, Catholic thing. Crossed himself twice. He was worrying, and I could see it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> he That's was gonna, so good. He was going to put it bottom right, but when I moved early, he <laughs> scooped the ball and it hit the bar and went over. <laughs> I've never, I've never actually, despite the fact that it's such a big thing, I've never seen or read any interviews about the whole thing. That's yeah. amazing. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, Grovelar. So oh, Grovelar was the hero. Um, Liverpool European champions as well as uh, League Cup champions and uh, League champions for the 15th time. Amazing. Um, so with that, we go to significant others. Um, so, 
like I said, the lot of the significant others I find in maybe this season and maybe a few others are all about the sliding doors moments, the setting up for maybe what will be for more more familiar or what we know was significant because of what happened yeah. later. Um, so first of all, Ken Bates had rescued Chelsea when they were bottom of the second division. Yeah, um, at risk of going down, they, he bought the club for a quid. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It's ha- it happens a couple of times with football clubs. I think. Yeah, does Ridsdale do it for Leeds or sells it for a quid? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I think he did. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you're laboured with so much debt that you have yeah, to sell it. For a, yeah. yeah, but anyway, it paid off, and whatever Bates did, and I think it's why he was ultimately popular with Chelsea yeah. fans because he did rescue them. They avoided relegation, and then they came. Uh, they secured promotion this season, 84, back up to the top division. Um, so Chelsea were back in the big time, which is weird to think of the fact they might not have been. But yeah, exactly. That doesn't make any sense nowadays, does no, it? No, but obviously many, many years ago. Um, David ba- Dave Bassett. Do you remember Dave Bassett? Of course I do, yeah. 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 So he agreed, this is great, he agreed to take charge of Palace at the end of the 84 season, but he changed his mind three days later without signing the contract <laughs> and walked back to Wimbledon. Absolute lad. Absolute <laughs> I mean, lad. had to be Wimbledon, That's didn't so it? Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, he was obviously famous for taking, in part, Wimbledon into the second division in only their sec- seventh season uh, as a football league club. Wimbledon were famous for going uh, from the bottom, well, not necessarily the bottom of English football, but certainly the bottom of professional English football, yeah, all the way up to the, the top, top, and then won the cup final. Um, no, amazing story. remind me about that. Amazing story. Uh, so that was Dave Bassett through and through. Everton uh, were in the bottom half of the table um, in early or well, late 83 mm-hmm. um, and fans were calling for manager Howard Kendall who was newly installed. Yeah, I remember you saying um, last week. Yeah, he's only been there a year so to be sacked um, this was November 1983. The board stuck by their manager and gave the go-ahead for him to sign Wolves striker Andy Gray in January and he revived Everton seasons as they climbed back up to 7th place in the final wow. table and obviously made the Wembley FA Cup final uh, to end a 14-year wait for a major trophy by beating Watford 2-0 at Wembley. Well, that is what you call a meteoric rise. Yeah. All spearheaded by Andy Gray. Love that. Andy Gray is what it's all about. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll track this, but for those of you that know a little bit of Everton history, that was the beginning because they qualified for the Cup Winners' Cup, which That's we'll right. hear about next uh, week. And then uh, FA Cup, well, they didn't win it, but FA Cup and League, and then mm-hmm. they won the league finally. Yeah. And they were there and thereabouts for the next five, six years. Like you say, sliding doors moment. Amazing. Could have just all yeah, yeah, yeah. And how? Sorry, I should say, Howard Kendall was manager for all of that. Yeah. Uh, which is nuts that, you know, it's a little bit like Ferguson and the Mark Robbins goal. And yeah, like, sure. I mean, a little bit different because he was good and <laughs> Kendall didn't win much, but he won the league once. Hey, uh, he, put, he gave you a foundation to build on. Yeah. He we'll was your that. Shankly. We'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. That's a stretch for sure. Yeah. Uh, a couple of others. Luton Town's promising young striker, Paul Walsh. Do you remember oh, Paul yeah, Walsh? I remember Paul Walsh. Uh, eventually ended up at Liverpool, teaming up with Ian Rush. He was voted PFA Young Player of the Year. Nice. As Luton's attacking football made them uh, got them to survive once more. Uh, also in the headlines this season were John Barnes, Watford winger, Man United midfielder, young guy called Brian Robson. Oh, wow. Uh, who was making his way in the England team, becoming much more of a uh, kind of... Powerhouse. First, yeah, I mean, yeah. Bobby Robson's favourite, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everton midfielder Peter Reid, who despite being in his 20s, looked like he was 94, <laughs> um, was playing really well. Retiring striker Kevin Keegan ended his playing career on a high as he helped Newcastle back into the first division. It's, it's weird to think of him playing second division. I think he went there to do that yeah. in a very kind of Keegan way. Yeah, I think he was like, I'm going to go to Newcastle, I'm going to get him back up, but in fairness, he did it. Well, it begins his love affair with the club, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So sense. then he retired uh, from that. And then lastly, Liverpool midfielder Graham Souness, uh, captain of Liverpool, mm-hmm. departs for Italian cl- club Sampdoria, Sampdoria in a £650,000 deal uh, at the end of the 84 season. Yeah. Isn't I, that interesting? The it, captain. Yeah. No, it's strange. And it's also, it's, 
it's so weird to talk about. Obviously, we spoke at the beginning of the episode, but Sunes just didn't get what it was to be a Liverpool manager. He came in and he ripped the spine out of that Liverpool yeah. team. And you wonder if it's because he did actually absorb other cultures, other ways of Maybe, being managed, yeah. whereas so many of the Liverpool boot room never experienced anything else. Yeah. Like, even Rushy obviously wasn't part of the boot room, but he left and came straight back. Because yeah, he yeah. was like, no, nah, same for me. It's, it's like living in a foreign country. Rushy. So there we go. That is the 83-84 season in its completion. Well, what a fantastic uh, report. Always good to hear of a Liverpool win from my point of view. But join us next week because there will be a young upstart tearing up the script.